0: 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskorik. I've been an entrepreneur for 23 years, started rolling into investing in real estate and building a business around real estate about 23 years ago. And wanting to build lifestyle, financial freedom, the ultimate goal for many of us, and then you fall into that 1% of the crazy people who are actually entrepreneurs, Right. And we call ourselves the crazies because once you get into it you realize that you really have to get in roll up your sleeves and and get into the to the grind every single day i mean a real entrepreneur realizes there's no such thing as a 40-hour work week you know we don't we we wish there were 40-hour work weeks And we're willing to do that. And we've been, you know, it's it's been a really wild ride, a fun ride, and you learn a lot along the way. And we're at, after so many bumps in the road, so many turns in the, in the story and, and changes, you know, the plot thickens at every turn it feels like as an entrepreneur and building companies and building portfolios and all those different things that we learn, it's, you know, you wouldn't trade it for the world. You know, when you talk to entrepreneurs, you talk to, those people who have built what they've actually built, you look back and you say, was it worth it? And you look back and you think, man, it was all the hard work was worth it. You know, we, we talk about those, you know, that those late nights and those times where you don't know, like, you know, the true definition of an entrepreneur is if you if you didn't wake up in the middle of the night a number of times thinking, I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do tomorrow. and I don't know what's gonna happen. And, and you're scared to death you're probably not really an entrepreneur. Learning all of those things along the way, you can't explain it to somebody who hasn't been through it. And when you talk to somebody who has, we just shake our heads and say, yep, I know exactly what you're going through. And you got to keep going and you talk to somebody on their bad days and you're past your bad day and you you try to get past them. And we always look back and we do it again and we get up and do it again. We can't imagine anything different. And that's to me what building a business is and, and really taking control and taking responsibility for your own life, right? And your own lifestyle, financial freedom. And there's so many different avenues and lanes and ways to do it. But at the end of the day, you're taking that responsibility into your own hands and that's why we call ourselves kind of that 1% of the crazy people out there. now we've been fortunate that we're we've built you know i've got an eight figure a year company i've got a portfolio that pays way more than all of my bills you know we, we make over seven figures a year just passively from our portfolio of real estate and so but it didn't start there right this was this has been building over time and and it's because we take the steps every single day to do that that all of a sudden we start looking back and think man look how far we've come right and and i've lost everything twice and the last time I lost everything was in the middle of in the middle of one of the worst real estate crashes here in the US was in 2009 and it had nothing to do with the crash of how I lost everything. We were we were actually doing really well selling high-end resort properties and getting into the kind of the hospitality space, which is the the space that we're in now with vacation rentals. But I'd been investing for a long time developing and one of the big developments we were working on, the two main partners on that development, they got indicted on securities charges. The, the federal government came in and locked down file cabinets, computers, and everything shut down overnight. And this is in the middle of what in my business was real estate. I've always been a real estate guy. And we we're in the middle of the the one of the worst real estate crashes we've seen here in the US. And so we had to start building back up from nothing. And during that time, though, I, be, I just pointed the finger. I played the victim role. I started to say, this isn't my fault. I built what I built and we did what we were supposed to do. We made some money and ultimately pointed the finger and played the victim for six months until I lost everything. Because guess who cares whose fault it is? Nobody. Nobody cares whose fault it is, right? It really might not be my fault. It really might not be your fault. So if you're ever in that, if you find yourself in the victim's st- mentality, you might be justified as a victim, but nobody gives a crap. You know, you have to say, okay, I have to I have to now pick up the pieces and start moving forward again. It took me six months to realize that. And and in that six months, I lost everything. And we started from zero again. and That was the the most recent time we started from zero and had to build back up during a time when real estate wasn't the most popular asset class to be getting into. You know, every every day we turned around, the, the properties were worth less than they were the day before. And so it was. It was a, you know, it was an eye-opening time for me to realize. But it was a very, a very big confidence builder. Looking back, knowing that we could build in one of the worst recessions that we've ever had, and so now when people are when we see these market shifts and we see things going on, it gave me the confidence to say, hey, I was able to, I was able to pick up the pieces during the, not the most ideal scenario in real estate, and we ended up building back up our portfolio we ended up building a company up that helps other other investors build portfolios of vacation rental homes we help other people build financial lifestyle financial freedom in vacation homes and those because i was that person right i was the person i once heard somebody say you're most qualified to help and teach the person you once were right and so we helped other entrepreneurs other investors try to get in and take some chips off the table. That's one of the things that entrepreneurs are not really re- good at. We're really good at rolling up our sleeves. We're really good at just grit, determination, doing the hard things. What we're not really good at typically is actually taking some chips off the table of what we do that makes that pays our bills and put it into something else passively. And and I wasn't either. When I lost everything, I had a I had a business, right? But I didn't have any passive investments. Even though I'd been in real estate, I was a developer. I built homes. I had basically a job flipping houses. I had a job developing land. I didn't have a portfolio of investments. And so because I went through that, I was now the the majority of the people that we help build a portfolio are entrepreneurs because they're really really good at their business. You know, they're really good at at building a business and helping other people and solving problems and they get paid for solving all those problems in their business. They're not very good at taking a few chips off the table every single month or every single year and investing in something else. And you really, the older I get after losing everything a couple of times, the more important it is, in my opinion, to have multiple streams of income. And entrepreneurs typically don't do that because we look at it and say, okay, if I just took this money and reinvested in my business, my return on that investment is typically going to always be the largest and it will be. And I'm not here to argue that. Right. And uh, cause I know it, right. If we, if we invest in ourselves, we invest in our business as an entrepreneur, that's the best return on investment we can get. However, if something happens to us or our business it's smart to take some of those chips off the table and put into other investments that may not be the, the bigger ROI for you at the time you do it. But down the line, it's pretty nice to feel like, especially now that I'm here, it's nice to feel like, hey, I've got, I've got seven figures a year coming in, regardless passively from a real estate portfolio. Not as much as I make from my business, but that's pretty nice to have lifestyle financial freedom built no matter what happens to me or my business, right? You know i always say the future looks bright if you're a long-term thinker right if you if you think more long-term the future looks really bright and as an entrepreneur sometimes we don't think really long-term right and we say okay i'm gonna think about what's gonna what do i need to what fires do i need to put out today what do i what i can i do today that gives me a return tomorrow we need to think what can i do today that gives me a return in a year or two or three or five a lot of us as entrepreneurs sometimes we overestimate what can happen in 30 days or so. And then we really underestimate what can happen in a year if we're persistent with something. And what I suggest is take a certain percentage of whatever you're making, whatever your active income is, that's your business, right? Whatever your active income is, maybe it's 10%, maybe it's 20%. I try to to pull away at least 25% of my active income. And I like to try to live off less than 25% of my active income. So it gives me more, more leverage, more chips to pull off the table to put into passive investments, because if you do that consistently, I always say, pick one thing you can do today to build a life you don't want to take a vacation from. If you do that, and that's part of your mantra, it's part of my mantra is to say, okay, as an entrepreneur, I need to think a little bit more long-term and I need to think about these different buckets. passive income and I can pull away some of my active income and put it into these other buckets there's a lot of different passive income buckets and make sure that it's passive income right and I'm a huge fan of real estate I think real estate it gives it there's a lot of opportunities for appreciation, net worth, passive income. There's a lot of different boxes that real estate in general check off. As a tangible asset, you can leverage real estate. There's a lot of different reasons why I feel like real estate is the is the best asset for most people to consider. Now, there's a lot of lanes within real estate as well. And they're all equally, I mean, they all have pros and cons. You can pick up multifamily, commercial, single-family rentals, apartments, all these different things. For us, short-term rentals, vacation homes, right? They check a lot of different boxes for us. They all have pros and cons, including short-term rentals. And so figure out what that passive vehicle is for you, that, that works for you, that you're most interested in and then say, I'm going to take those chips off the table. I'm going to commit to the 10%, the 20% and commit to what's realistic for you. If it's 5%, make it 5% because when you start to build the habit of taking a few chips off the table, all of a sudden that habit starts to grow and you will find yourself at 25, 35, 40% of your active income and putting it into something else. Right now that might not seem realistic, but it is very realistic if you start to create the habit. And so then create the habit of taking some money off the table then pick your passive income vehicle and don't take the shotgun approach i'm not a huge fan of just i'm going to put some over here some over here some over here in this diversify your whole portfolio concept you don't probably have enough money to diversify and make any have any success with that pick one vehicle that you are interested in that you will stick with long term because it's a long-term investment so for me short-term rentals were the passive income vehicle that kept my interest i used to own a whole bunch of long-term rentals and i wasn't interested in them in enough to keep them for the long term because a a passive investment is a long-term investment short-term rentals gave me the ability to use these properties. I could buy really nice properties in really nice areas. I had some passive income coming in, not enough to be life changing at the in the very beginning. But what was life changing is all of a sudden I had a beach house. I had a mountain house. I had the house in the you know in, in the ski resorts. And so I had this I had these investments in these areas that I really enjoyed going and visiting. Right. And so it kept me interested in continuing to build this portfolio. And by being interested in it for three, four, five years, I started doing this. I started buying my first one back in 2006. But after I got past that point, then I looked back three years later and I was like, holy crap, look what I've actually created because I was interested in building it the whole time because I could use them. And and that is that little piece of the puzzle, that personal use aspect for me is why I got so interested in short-term rentals. And it kept me interested long enough where I actually stayed invested in them to where I look back and thought, holy crap, now this actually is an amazing financial vehicle. Yeah, this actually did change my financial life, right? It, not only my lifestyle, but my financial vehicle. Mm-hmm. And that's what led me to helping people at odyssey And because we started doing this short-term rentals when I started you know there wasn't an Airbnb there wasn't Verbo, there wasn't all those different tools they weren't nearly as popular as they are now but people were saying hey I really like this I really like what you're doing here can you kind of help us out and so we started doing that ultimately one thing led to another and we have the largest coaching program and for um, active investors in the short-term rental space in the world now and we started helping people really navigate this asset class and as it's matured it's been really really fun to see the maturity of this asset and and become a mainstream asset class it's talked about now as a mainstream asset class not just something you might do with a vacation home right and so as as because of that and the popularity of it we started really becoming Coaches and mentors for some of the largest investors in short-term rentals now, and the in the interesting thing about that is the majority of them are business owners, entrepreneurs, and they're those people that were just like us that were trying to figure out how to how to take some chips off the table in a way that was really really fun. And so, and that's what that's now what we do here. I wrote a book; it's a bestseller book on Amazon, and it's called "What the Hell is a Lifestyle Asset." It takes people through what our framework is to have success in acquiring the right property in the right area, being able to set it up to develop these unique experiences and ultimately how to market them to stand out in the crowds. And we make that available at odyssey.com, absolutely free. People can go get a digital copy of that. If you want a hard copy, run over to Amazon and grab it. And and we'd love love you to see that. But introducing you to a new asset class and a framework to succeed in an asset that has now become very, very mainstream. And you can go get a copy of that at bodyssey.com, V-O-D-Y-S-S-E-Y. And there's a there's the books there. There's some free trainings on there. There's a lot of different case studies that you can check out so that if you have any interest in building a portfolio, taking some chips off the table, go check out bodyssey.com, V-O-D-Y-S-S-E-Y. And we'd love to help you start that journey in looking into vacation rental investing. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskorik. Imagine a space where triumphs, trials, and tales of entrepreneurship come alive. Welcome to the 21st Century Entrepreneurship Podcast, a gold awarded journey hosted by Martin Piskorik connecting with listeners in 95 countries, and ranking in the top 0.5% of all podcasts. Join our exclusive community, elevate your perspective, and embark on the path to success.